Welcome to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show. Get the answers you need about home care and all things related to senior health and help the seniors in your life live safely in the home they love. This is Care Talk on News Talk 580 CFRA. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. We are the show where you get into all the things about aging and the seniors in your life. You can add Assurance Home Care on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, Assurance Home CA, and on Instagram at Assurance Home Care. And uh, make sure to check out Assurance Home Care at their website, assurancehomecare.ca. And of course, we love it when you send us your questions. Email us at questions at assurancehomecare.ca. We already have a few. We're looking forward to answering them later today. I'm Mel Roy, and with me is the co-founder of Assurance Home Care, Chris McGinn. Chris, how are you doing today? Hi, Mel. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? <laughs> I'm. You know what? I'm doing pretty great, all things considered right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yeah. Third wave, another lockdown. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I have to say, um, there's just there's just so much to to tackle at the moment. But I I really feel for everyone who is an essential worker, is a frontline worker. So I just want to say thank you to everyone out there who is still facing things head on. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes, I I echo uh, your sentiments in that regard for sure. Uh, they're the bravest souls for sure. Yes. So <laughs> you're hoping everybody mm-hmm. can get their vaccines soon. Fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, we talked about last week, uh, Mel, the effects of the pandemic in general on both mental and physical health of our seniors. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, some of the things you can do to make it a little easier to get through. And, and you know, we talked about that idea of finish line anxiety, where we, we yeah. were taking all these <laughs> steps in the right direction, but we don't actually know where the finish finish line uh, is for us, but we know that the mm-hmm. vaccines are being rolled out, which is uh, super positive, um, and, uh, and that's all good. So, um, you know, in, um, in response to last week's show, we received some requests from listeners asking for more information about how to cope as a caregiver of a loved one. So oh. last week was focused on our seniors. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting it's an interesting time for all of us, right? So mm-hmm. particularly now, we're all, for the most part, uh, working from home. And, um, you know, we're, asked to st- we're, we're being asked to stay at home unless we're essential workers. So those with spouses and school age or university or college age children may also find themselves with, you know, daytime roommates and work buddies that they hadn't <laughs> signed up for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this can, yeah, and it can add to the level of noise and distractions we all have in our day. And for and for a lot of us, it also adds more to our daily to-do list. You know, you meet somebody in the kitchen and they're making something and then you got to shuffle your stuff to somewhere else. And, and you know, <laughs> some of us, you're laughing like I'm you've been here me. before. Oh, oh, yes, I am right <laughs> in the thick of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of us can relate. So some of us are also involved uh, at the same time in caring for our aging, aging parents mm-hmm. and uh, trying to navigate all the shifting sands of this pandemic. And so it can lead to an exhausting and at times overwhelming feeling. And I'm living this scenario myself. Like I have uh, 
two of my three university age children who have moved back in with my husband and I oh. and they're online schooling. Yeah, and it's and it's been wonderful for so many reasons, but but my husband and I are both um, considered essential service workers. Mm-hmm. So although we're fortunate to be working throughout the pandemic, and I know so many are, are not, um, we do work uh, from home. And um, there are virtual meetings, there's phone calls and concentration that's required in getting things done. Mm-hmm. And it can sometimes be, yeah, challenging to spread out work, uh, you know, spread out enough to work productively all in the same space. And so, um, and, and in addition, my husband and I both have aging parents whose care we're involved in. And so it, it's a lot. But, you know, we're not unique, my husband and I, and we're certainly not alone. So statistically in Canada, there are currently 8 million people who are family caregivers devoting their lives to caring for loved ones. That's, really? that's huge. So, yeah. Like if you think about the actual population of the country, I believe it's what, 35, 36 million. So that's 8 mm-hmm. million out of that many. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah, and 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 God bless those who do it. So, and it's estimated though that this equates to about nineteen to twenty hours a week, in addition to our paid work and our other family commitments. Not to mention your social life and time for yourself and all the other things. So, if you have it. most of this. Yeah, exactly. So most of this care is done by the um, by what has been coined out there, and I did not coin this term, but I like it, the sandwich generation. Yes. And, you know, it's people who have productive careers, who have children on one end and aging parents on the other, um, you know, a, a active social life. They're probably on a few boards or committees, like that kind mm. of a person. We're busy. And um, um, most of this, the most... Uh, of this care is done by um, the the sandwich generation, like I mentioned. So the the sandwich generation, therefore, um, comes with its own unique stressors because of all the, well, for lack of a better word, the incoming that we have to deal with. And it's especially important that we acknowledge our feelings uh, when we start to have them. Things like frustration or um, feeling just like completely overloaded and overburdened and, and, you know, which spills into things like having difficulty concentrating. And, and some people have described it as, as, you know, getting that frozen feeling where there's just the to-do list is so big that you have trouble knowing where to start. And so it, you know, it's essential for us as caregivers to take care of ourselves. So there's an old saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it is so true. And, you know, it's that notion of being on an airplane and all the instructions uh, tell you before takeoff, put your own oxygen mask on first before mm-hmm. you help a loved one next next to you. Right. And so this is the notion behind it is, um, you know, and some may be thinking uh, that, you know, taking care of myself is just one more thing I have to put on my to-do list. And, <laughs> and uh, but you know what, it doesn't have to be onerous. It can, it can very simply be the act of carving out even 15 minutes a day um, that you entirely dedicate to yourself. And that's the key. I think you have to take that time and entirely dedicate it. And whether that be in the form of a a nice outdoor walk, we've talked before about the benefits of being outside and the sunshine and the vitamin D that comes from that and the Mm -hmm. walking in nature and the benefits of that, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, taking that time for 15 minutes and, or taking the time to, to have a relaxing, warm bath. I mean, that, that can work wonders to, to, um, 
bring down the stress levels mm-hmm. and, and just clear your head. And maybe it's simply dedicating 15 minutes to closing your eyes in a quiet place and doing some deep breathing. And we know the benefits um, uh, of deep breathing. It can actually, you know, reset, press that reset bus- button and, um, and allow us to feel more energetic and refreshed to carry on with our day. So it's really important to protect the time to yourself and unapologetically unplug from your day for a bit. Now, so. what if you what if you're at the point though where you're at caregiver burnout? Like you're a sandwich generation member, you you are just like how do you first of all, how do you recognize caregiver burnout? Yeah, well, I think I think when things um are taking over your thoughts on in in an abnormally um and are an abnormal abnormal way in the sense that that's all you can think about is like mm. I, I you feel sort of that sense of doom and gloom around your to do list, and that feeling like I mentioned about being frozen. Definitely, you want to uh, you want to stop and acknowledge those feelings. And mm-hmm. and we talked before in previous episode about the powerful uh, the the power of journaling. You know, getting those thoughts out of your head and onto the paper, and maybe even your to-do list. Putting your to-do list on paper can actually make you feel like, oh my gosh, well, no wonder I'm feeling like this. Look what my to-do list. (laughs) And so one strategy would be to, if your to-do list is just way too big, you know, you know, reset yourself and maybe reset your priorities or establish what your priorities are and see if there's anything you can offload to somebody else. So if if it's in the caregiving department of, of, uh, an aging loved one, maybe there's a sibling that can step in mm-hmm. or, you know, like taking care of aging parents, it can be so rewarding, of course. And we all want to be there for our parents as the first responders for anything they need. But when you look at what can potentially be involved in the list of taking care of somebody who needs us, it can be anything from things like, but not even limited to, because it can be so much more, but things like safety patrol, where you're going into the house and, and, you know, trying to figure out, uh, how to keep your person, your loved one safe. And then there's healthcare navigator. So your, your parent has a new diagnosis, for instance, and you're helping them navigate through a system, um, that you don't know a whole lot about and, and, you know, maybe don't know where to turn and what the resources are. Mm. And so, and and companion, you know, this is a time where everyone's feeling isolated and and lonely in some regards, and so and so you you naturally want to be there for your parents to provide that essential companionship. And um, but anyway, but here's the thing: like when our parents need us, we want to feel confident in our ability to take charge of the situation if need be, and we want the best for our loved ones, obviously. So. It's simply not an area we want to cut corners on, right? So if, yeah, so when we don't have the confidence or the information at our fingertips, and this is true for anything, it can be very stressful. Mm -hmm. And so what we know about stress is that it can ultimately have a negative effect on our personal or, excuse me, our physical health as well. So for some, the stress can simply come from not knowing where to turn when our loved ones need us. And, um, and, and, you know, that, that can be uh, a, a problem for anyone. And we, you know, Mel, I've said this before, we, 70% of the calls we get for home care services come from a family member who has a loved one in a crisis, mm-hmm. usually due to an event that has occurred, such as a fall or a sudden rapid change in conditions. So 
we see families in sometimes a great deal of stress because most have had no experience in dealing with this stuff. Right. So <laughs> here is one of those areas where you can activate your self-care plan by simply and without guilt turn to a trusted resource and expert for help in managing. So that notion of allowing yourself to be the son or daughter and not the son and daughter and the caregiver as well. Mm-hmm. And so on assurance, we can we are that trusted resource for our clients and we work collaboratively with the entire family to ensure that your loved one is well taken care of in a holistic way, not just looking at the physical health, but also the social and emotional health of people. And we'll talk about more of that and uh, everything else surrounding, you know, the mental health of caregivers and caregiver burnout on this episode of Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. So make sure you stick with us. We'll be right back. We'll return with more Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. I'm Mel Roy, joined by Chris McGinn of Assurance Home Care. Make sure to check out their website, assurancehomecare.ca. You can give them a call as well in Toronto, 647-370-1412, and in Ottawa, 613-706-0411. And uh, they're also on social media, Facebook and Twitter, Assurance Home CA, and Instagram, Assurance Home Care. So, Chris, we were talking about... um, um, the mental health of caregivers and the sandwich generation and caregiver burnout and, you know, taking taking time for yourself if you are a caregiver and, and you know, trying to trying to to get some help if, if you need that help from a trusted resource. And I mean, you know, you can contact Assurance Home Care to try and do that. But what if, you know, what if you have a loved one who's resistant to bringing in outside care to the home. Do you have any suggestions about how to deal with that? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. And and we get that a lot because, um, you know, we've talked about before is that, you know, people, um, people enjoy their independence and mm-hmm. nobody really likes to ask for help. And so this can be challenging for, uh, you know, how to have that conversation with your parents. And ideally what we're, what we try to educate people on um, at Assurance is having conversations with uh, your loved ones early on. And, and early means before you ever have to activate a plan. Right. And so <clears throat> that can be super helpful because when a crisis happens and you need to make, you know, activate the plan, then everybody knows what the marching orders are and you know what your parents' wishes are. Mm-hmm. And for you, there's there's a peace of mind to know that uh, that the to-do list is known and you know exactly who to call and when to call them and all that stuff. And so, but, um, you know, if your parents are, are resistant to care, even after, you know, it's, it's all fine and well to say, have a conversation, but then when, when an, a situation or an event happens, it, it sometimes, uh, you know, not when you're, when you're, when emotions are involved, it's not as easy uh, to accept no. sometimes. So one thing you can do is try to tease out what the source of the resistance is, and it could be from a few different things. So, one thing is is that it could be the idea that some have that by accepting help, they somehow are losing their independence. Mm. And 
We all pride ourselves on our own independence, as I mentioned, and the thought of losing it can be very scary. I mean, I know for myself, I can't even imagine not being able to do things, you know, and I'm sure you can't either. No. And so that doesn't change as we get older. Nope. So, um, but accepting outside help can actually have the opposite effect. So it can often be what what actually allows you to stay independent for longer. So if you think about it this way, if something in your daily activities has become difficult for you to do or has become unsafe for you to do it, not having the help can put you at greater risk. And so for many people, what we find is a small amount of care is all that is needed to remain at home safely. And so some tasks, especially when they're becoming more difficult or taking longer to complete, they they zap us of our energy, right? Because mm-hmm. if something's hard, it's it takes more energy. And what happens when our energy becomes low is that we are less cognitively and less physically sharp, which in turn then can result in an injury or fall. So um, we have many clients at Assurance Home Care that we see for just a few hours a week to help out with a variety of things. And that is the difference for many of them between being able to stay in their home, where statistically the vast majority of us want to be, and having to go into a care facility. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, Another potential source of resistance that we hear often is the notion of not wanting a stranger in the home. And, and uh, of course, there's, there's some truth to that, right? So someone who is coming into the home for the first time who is not family is technically a stranger. But there are a few things you can do to ease that, you know, stranger anxiety. And one can be to identify a good match up front between the caregiver and and your loved one in advance. And certainly at Assurance, we have that double matching process where a client chooses the type of caregiver they would like, and the caregiver also chooses the type of client they would like to support. And we can also do things like arrange a meet and greet, and it can be done either virtually or in person, if you're comfortable with that. That's great. Yeah, in advance. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, uh, um, families or or the loved one want to meet a few people before making a decision. Yeah. And we're fine to follow your lead in whatever way is comfortable for you. So that allows your, lo- you, you know, your loved one or yourself, if, if, if you're the child of the loved one, to ask whatever questions you want and get a feel for that person. You know, I always talk about the gut check. I mean, we, we never want to an- ignore the gut feeling that, that we get from things or people. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly an important component in making the right decision on the caregiver. And you can also, uh, you know, um, if you've gone through all those steps or maybe you don't feel like you need to, you try a caregiver uh, that you trust the company to identify for you. And if for whatever reason it's not a good fit, you can simply switch. And because um, you're not tied to any one caregiver and you can certainly sh- should have your choice since since you're paying for it, right? So our caregivers also at Assurance are super skilled and at putting people at ease because they understand uh, that they are, you know, uh, considered strangers in a person's home. And and we do training up front with them on that whole notion of, you know, when, when you go into someone's home, allowing them to take the lead and and making sure that you're putting your coat, you know, the simple things, put your coat where everyone else has put their coat. Don't don't find another spot for it because those kinds of things throw people off. And when before you sit in a chair, make sure you ask them what their favorite chair is so you're not, uh-huh, yes. you know, you're getting off on the right foot <laughs> and not the wrong foot. 
<laughs> because I don't know about you, Mel, but I have my own favorite chair. And, oh, yes. And, yeah. you know, yeah, you have certain things and, and, and these kinds of things can, can, you know, start, start the relationship or, um, uh, off on the wrong break. foot if they're not exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, sometimes, and especially in cases where cognitive decline is, is evident, your loved one may be resistant because they're not aware that they're becoming unsafe for them to live alone. So there might be some resistance in the sense that I don't need help because there's nothing wrong, you know? Right. Yeah. And that can be extra challenging, but you know, perhaps you've dropped in and found the oven on that, that's been on for hours or there's clutter around the house that makes walking hazardous, for instance. And I wish there was a cut cookie clutter solution to, yeah. to this type of scenario, but there really isn't. And the reason is, is that every one of us is unique in our own way. And so even with dementia, it presents in different ways for, for different people, right? So what works for one uh, may not necessarily work for another person. And so you have to try different strategies in order to tease out what what may work and, and um, what doesn't. And sometimes the resistance comes in, in uh uh, from a fear of anxiety that your loved one um, may not be able to articulate. So I can only imagine that when in this case scenario, when you're experiencing some cognitive decline, that you may feel frightened and perhaps like things are a bit out of your control. So approaching the conversation about care in a calm and cooperative way uh, tends to be more effective than the approach, say, with an ultimatum. So, so like, uh, for example, mom, either you accept the care or we're going to have to place you. Like, that rarely works. <laughs> so, <laughs> phrases such as you need or you have to or you should can can usually work against you in the sense that for all of us, I would say that puts you on the defensive, right? When someone mm-hmm. comes at you with that kind of an approach. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes like socializing the idea of, of having help is a good place to start. And then you can follow with a slow, graduated, non-threatening approach to care. So maybe the caregiver, uh, we work closely with family members to try to identify the best approach. So sometimes it's, um, it's, uh, um, you know, sending the nurse in to have the conversation with the client. So we find in some, especially in our parent, my parents' generation, they uh, listen to authority more so than, say, the baby boomers coming up that want more choice and ask more questions and right. want to be a partner in their care. Mm-hmm. And so many, many of our parents' generation is l- looks to authority to for their decision-making. And sometimes that can be as simple as sending one of our nurses in to be part part of that conversation with the family uh, around, you know, here are the possibilities for your care and stuff like that. And if that's something that you feel that your loved one needs, you can actually give Assurance Home Care a shout. You can check out their website, assurancehomecare.ca. You can call them in Ottawa at 613-706-0411 or in Toronto at 647 647- Three seven zero fourteen twelve, uh, and someone will answer the phone and answer your questions. And uh, if they need to, they'll they'll have you talk to a care manager and, and set something up for uh, you and your loved one. You're listening to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. We'll be back in just a moment. We'll return with more Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk five eighty CFRA. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. 
Hi there, you're listening to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. I'm Mel Roy, joined by Chris McGinn from Assurance Home Care. Follow along with us on on Facebook or Twitter. I almost combined Facebook and Twitter. That would have sounded very strange. You can search <laughs> Assurance Home CA on either of those platforms or on Instagram. Assurance Home Care is what you need to look for. Call us in Toronto at 647-370-1412 and in Ottawa, 613 613- Seven zero six zero four one one. Chris, um, we were talking about you know the reservations that loved ones might have about having people in to to help with their care. If you've got caregiver burnout and you're just feeling like I need, I need this space. I need someone to help me with this this set of tasks. I need to know that I can spend time with my my loved ones and not feel, you know, that I have to take care of all of the things that they need help with. And and we went through some really great, you know, ways to sort of help get through some of the reservations that that seniors may have about having someone in their home, but I guess a big one that's kind of a specter right now is is what if what if your parent or your loved one is concerned about having a caregiver in their home because of COVID? How would you how would you yeah. deal with that with with assurance home care? How do you how do you help alleviate people's fears? Or LA yeah, years. well, yeah, certainly um, that's it, it has not been easy, right, for no. people to to want to have someone in their home when all of the messaging on um, from our experts is saying to stay home, to be yeah. safe and everything. But I will say that we're also saying that being at home is the safest option for you. So the safest option to receive care is in your own home, one on one with a caregiver compared to like compared to. LDC. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Compared to any uh, type of conjugate living situation, whether it's retirement home, or long-term care, or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, and the other thing I will say is that at Assurance Home Care, uh, what is important to you is equally important to us. And so there is nothing more important to Assurance Home Care than the health and safety of both our clients and our caregivers. Mm-hmm. And so, Mel, we, we've we talked before about this, but, you know, when when the uh, Ontario government was, was um, um, saying that we, you know, maybe <laughs> way back when, do you remember when they weren't recommending masks? Oh, yes. Um, back you know, for various reasons, you know, and they were saying, you know, people didn't know how to uh, take them off properly or put them on, so it led to people touching their face more. Well, it only made sense to us internally as a company that we we needed to, we felt like we we weren't waiting for the government to tell us what to do uh, because common sense alone told us that if this is a respiratory uh, virus, then it is spread through the mouth and the nose, and that needs to be covered. And so we actually made it mandatory for our caregivers in the community um, to have masks on three weeks before the government announced for retirement homes and long-term care facilities to do so. And so so I hope that gives uh, uh, the listeners an appreciation of how serious uh, we take this and how um, we are doing all we can to protect them. Of course, this is an invisible thing, right? So there is no 100% guarantee. But I will tell you that um, all of our caregivers are are screen themselves daily for symptoms and they cannot clock into their shift until they have screened both themselves and the the client from a distance of six feet with before care is delivered. Uh, they wear, um, 
uh, masks and shields for the duration of the shift. And we have strict protocols around cleaning high touch surfaces and um, hand washing at the different points of care. And um, coming to the workplace and then changing into your uniform at the workplace, changing out of it, bagging it, taking it home and washing it. So we also, yeah, we also... um, uh, 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 sorry, um, monitor in the back end through our nurses uh, COVID screening compliance. So we get an alert in our software system if somebody has not completed the screening or if somebody has answered yes to the screening and has not called the office as per instructions. Oh. Most, uh, most times, 100% of the times actually when that happens, when they answer yes to something and they haven't called the office, it's because they've clicked it by mistake. But we still follow up <laughs> on every single one of them. Yes. <laughs> um, because this is super important. And, um, and you know, our, our, our caregivers want, you know, that work, work for assurance and work with assurance. They, they feel comforted knowing we're doing all we can. And most recently, of course, they're all getting vaccinated. And so there is that, that level of, yeah, where, where the, the vaccinations are protecting us from the worst case scenario of the disease. And, and we're certainly also sending out regular correspondence to our clients to encourage them them to get their vaccine and that it, and I think it's like it's got to be that all for one and one for all approach where we're all mm-hmm. doing our due diligence so even in the home when we have caregivers uh, going one-on-one so we also do limit the the movement of our caregivers I was gonna ask so about that. yeah 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 so ideally uh, it, it would be one client is only seeing one caregiver mm-hmm. um, in some instances though uh, it would be the uh, client, the the caregiver is seeing two uh, two clients. So we have an absolute maximum that one caregiver can see only a maximum of three clients, and that's only in special circumstances, such okay. as things like they might have one housekeeping. Um, client and one that they're doing more personal care with and one that they're doing transportation for. So there's, there's, there's um, a distance. It's not all personal care. Okay. And um, certainly if somebody is autoimmune or has an immune, uh, a lowered immune system because they're going through cancer treatments or whatever, we, we look at each individual situation and make uh, a call on, on the movement of the caregiver that's associated with that client. So okay. all that to say, um, um, we we our guarantee is that we're doing everything in our power to to protect our clients and caregivers in the field. And also to follow up on that too, I know that um, there was some concern, especially at the start of the pandemic, about caregivers um, being maybe contract workers or workers who had more than one job in say long term care homes or various situations like that. But assurance home care employees just work for assurance home care; they don't have any jobs elsewhere. Is that right? That's correct. So that that is, and they can they can have another job depending. Oh. It, it cannot be in a retirement home or a long term care facility. That is an absolute no no. Okay. Um, so they can, for instance, um, we have one uh, caregiver uh, who who uh, works um, a couple of nights a week doing. Um, something at a grocery store. So their so their exposure because they're on the night shift in their other job is very very low because mm-hmm. they don't come into contact. So we again, we don't want to protect we don't want to prevent people from making a living, but we living, but we also want to do our due diligence um in in being responsible. So we do ask every caregiver if they have another job and we assess the risk based on what they tell us. That's 
<laughs> that sounds pretty stringent to me. So, I mean, yeah. when you're, when you're, you know, sort of looking at that and trying to, to understand the risk versus benefit of, of getting a caregiver to come into your loved one's home or your home, you know, during COVID-19, it sounds to me like it's still quite a lot more feasible than, than being in a retirement home or being in a long-term care home. This sounds like the better option because you only have, you know, maybe one or two points of contact versus how many different employees in those types of homes, like conjugate living homes? Yeah. So. For, oh, for sure. For sure. And and that's exactly right. I think you have a high level of control of who's coming and going out of your home, and that is the best case scenario. And we know that, and our, our experts are telling us that. You know, they're saying, oh, stay home to stay safe. So, but also... Um, it's um, it's also, uh, you know, we meet a person where they are. So if mm-hmm. there is anxiety around COVID and the measures and everything, we want the person to feel comfortable. Uh, you know, although we can't do 100% guarantee, we, we want to um, make sure that we are doing everything. So, for instance... In the case of a client coming home from a hospital at Assurance Home Care, we have a policy where our caregivers would be in full PPE. So that includes not only the shield and the gown, but also the, um, or excuse me, the shield and the and the uh, mask, but also a gown um, for a period of two weeks when they come out of hospital. And that's really for our caregivers to be protected in case the client has picked something up in the hospital. Right. But we have other instances where um, clients will say, well, you know what, I haven't been in the hospital but I want your caregiver to be in a gown the whole time and I want them to do this and I want them to, so we will, we will do whatever it takes for, for that high level of comfort for our clients. That's fantastic. So again, if you or your loved ones are considering having home care uh, or you're having some reluctance about that or you know someone who is, you can find out more information about this and everything else that we've been talking about here today so far by going to assurancehomecare.ca. You're listening to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care and uh, stick around because we'll have some listener questions for you in just a moment. We'll return with more Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to Care Talk, the Assurance Home Care Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. I'm Mel Roy, joined by Chris McGinn, and this is my favorite part of the show because Chris gets to answer all the wonderful listener questions. If you have some more questions for us, by the way, please email us, questions at assurancehomecare.ca. I've got three for you today. Let's see okay. Um, first question we've got is from Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Uh, Shelly says, my dad listened to your show last week. Thank you so much. And uh, he wants to know how he can get started on his aging plan that you referenced. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you to your dad, Shelly, for yeah. listening uh, to the show. And, uh, you know, I'm, I I get giddy every week checking the emails for listener <laughs> questions. And to your point, I love this section. So happy to answer this one. Um, so we have talked in, and I think you're referring to the where I said um, an aging plan is that notion of where do I see myself in 5, 10, or 15 years from now? Mm-hmm. And how do I determine um, what I need and 
uh, all that stuff. So, and, and, you know, things like checking your financial options to make sure that you can afford whatever option you decide, knowing what your options are, notifying the right people of your plan, such as your power of attorney for health and finances and your children and things like that. And sometimes we talked about in the past that the, the power of attorney isn't necessarily all, all the time a child. And so, um, but it is important. We know at Assurance that sometimes we get into these meetings, the family meetings, and we're talking about, you know, the, the notion of wish fulfillment of, of um, the loved one mm-hmm. in, in sometimes the final stages of life or whatever. And sometimes the, the, the children are, are, are surprised. You know, there's usually one that'll say, well, I didn't think mom wanted to do that. And so it's, it's important to let your, to let everybody who's important to you um, to know what you, what you would like. And so what we uh, offer at Assurance Home Care is, is um, we can we can we offer what we call the assurance futures plan, Ooh. and that's simply we can come out to you. There is no cost and there is no obligation attached to this option. And you may not be looking. You may be looking in the window of you know where where do I need to be five years from now, or, or I've just been diagnosed with say Parkinson's and I know that it's uh, it, it's a progressive uh, illness. And so you want to know what to do from here. And so what you could do is simply give us a call and we would come to you. So we'd send one of our nurses out to discuss everything with you from wishes like what what are your wishes do you have do you know what your finances are and do you know if you can you can uh, afford to fulfill that wish and do you know what your options are because some people you know they 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 think you know especially in certain generations it's like I, I get to a certain point and then I have to be I have to go to a home but more and more we're finding people are wanting to exercise their option to stay at home until end of life and so we can gather information about your medical conditions if there are any and and then get uh, and simply get to know you and in that process then you go into our system and we could we would then check up on you at whatever pre pre prescribed um, interval that that you decide with the nurse. So you might say, you know what, I, I love all this information. I you've given me all I need. Where for now, I'm going to check with my financial person. I'm going to let my POAs and my children know what's going on. I, I'm going to think about my options, and I would like you to check in with me uh, every three months until further notice, just to just to, by phone. And so we'll do that. So we'll set it. A, we'll set. Uh, um, you know, a timer, I guess, for lack of a better word, for, for three months down the road, and the nurse will give you a call, follow up, see if you have any questions. Uh, maybe something's popped up in the meantime, maybe not. And then just activate it for another three months down the road. And really, the, the, the idea is just for you to, to have that um, trusted resource who is now in your back pocket, and, uh, and, and your plan is in place, and all you have to do is pick up the phone and activate it whenever you are ready or whenever it is time. And so the other advantage of going on uh, the Assurance Futures Plan is um, that you will also then, with your permission, of course, because we wouldn't be reaching out to you unless we had your permission, mm-hmm. to go on our email list. And our client email list is where we uh, send out periodic emails. And sometimes the emails are tips um, that, you know, for 
you know, increasing safety in the home environment, for instance, or sometimes it's advice around uh, what needs to be put in place for a fulsome care plan, or it could be uh, advice around, um, you know, a new reopening of related to COVID and how that might impact you as a senior. So everything that we send out in our mailings are specifically designed for the senior population and topics that you would find, um, I think, useful and helpful to know about. There you go. Shelley, you and your father can definitely check out more about that. Uh, Go to assurancehomecare.ca or if you want to call them instead, if you're in Ottawa, 613-706-0411. In Toronto, 647-370-1412. Thank you very much for your question. Um, Chris, I've got another one from someone named Mark. Sure. Uh, Now, Mark says, my mom is in a retirement home and she says she's lonely. I am considering Aww. a companion for her. Is this something you can help with? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so this is, uh, it's interesting to me too, right? Because some people move into retirement homes and their idea behind it is that they're going to be surrounded with these social activities yeah. and, and uh, yeah, and have like, you know, uh, uh, you know, a hundred new best friends um, waiting for them when they arrive. And for some people, though, we talked about loneliness in the past and that's that notion of, you know, you can be in a room full of people still and still lonely. feel lonely. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and especially with COVID, you know, I, I, um, some of the retirement homes, if they have an outbreak, then there are restrictions and people can't go to the to the uh, dining hall, for instance, and mm-hmm. social activities have, have uh, stopped because of COVID and they don't want people congregating in the same space and that kind of thing. And so we are seeing more requests for, for this. And certainly if your retirement home that your mom is in, Mark, um, does not require a full care, does not offer a full care package, and many don't, um, then you can use an outside agency and assurance home care definitely can can do that and we work collaboratively with several uh, uh, retirement homes in both Toronto and Ottawa and um, and uh, we work with them in terms of uh, the COVID-19 protocols and um, and just information any information that that we need to know uh, uh, in advance uh, because we we understand we're walking into to an institution and we want to have all the information we need in order mm-hmm. to be a cooperative player in that environment and and most importantly uh, uh, we would love to help your mom out. So definitely we could we could um, provide that. Excellent. So Mark, we hope that you'll follow up. Uh, you can go to assurancehomecare.ca and, uh, and find out more information and give them a shout. And hopefully they'll be able to set your mom up with a companion. Um, we've got one more quick question for you, Chris. This is from Sally. Sure. Sally says, I live in Ottawa, but my parents live in Toronto. They could benefit from some ongoing care in a few different areas. Do you have an office in Toronto? Yes, we do. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we have an office in Ottawa and Toronto, and I am excited to announce that we recently opened up an office in the Niagara region based oh, out of St. Catharines. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And so definitely uh, we can help your parents uh, in Toronto and we have a team there. Uh, We have an amazing uh, registered nurse there running our Toronto office and a team of very dedicated and skilled and experienced in different areas, uh, caregivers that would be happy to um, help your parents in whatever way. And so it is as simple as making a phone call to the Toronto office and arranging for a uh, no obligation 
physician um, complimentary home assessment with our nurse there. And then she would come out and meet with um, your parents and you, of course, if you'd like to be there. And she would work uh, at customizing a care plan that um, meets them where they are and then wraps around, you know, them, whatever services they may require to require in order to help them uh, stay as safe and healthy in their home for as long as they wish to be there. So there you go, Sally. There's the answer to your question. If you want to follow up, you can call the Toronto office at 647 370 1412. Shelley, Mark, Sally, thank you so much for your questions today. And uh, if you want to send a question to us as well, please, we love to hear them. I love listening to Chris talking about them because she is so knowledgeable. <laughs> well, you can, thank you. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. You can send them to questions at assurancehomecare.ca. Chris, as always, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Mel. Have a great week. You too. You've been listening to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs> 